Hey, welcome to Made For More. My name is Aaron Burke. I'm the host of this podcast that every month we try to create content that'll help leaders grow, become the more that God wants them to become. And we release new content on the first Wednesday of every month. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening to it. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, you can actually see me on YouTube. This is awesome. And I get to see your comments. So thanks so much for watching this and being part of this every single month. I love seeing the responses. So make sure you tag me on Instagram. It's Aaron R. Burke, not Aaron Burke. It's Aaron R. Burke on Instagram. So you tag me um, that you're listening to this and I'll, I'll repost it. And I'm excited that you're a part of this journey with me. I want to give you a talk for just a few minutes about what I think is one of the most crucial things I've done as a young leader. I'm not young anymore. I'm 38 now. But I remember as a young leader and it was three financial decisions that changed my life. Three financial decisions that changed my life. And that's what I'm going to talk to you about today that I think will help you. And if you'll get these three financial decisions down, then I think, honestly, you'll live a blessed and prosperous life. And so if you're in your early 20s, this probably has been shared with you because somebody wants you to get this wisdom that will transform your life. So listen to it. Take a lot of notes. If you're in your 30s or 40s, there's still time for you to correct And so hopefully this will help you. Let me give you the three financial decisions that'll change your life and then I'll break them down. Three decisions. Number one, spend wisely. Number two, get out of debt. And number three, invest early. Three financial decisions that'll change your life. Spend wisely, get out of debt, and invest early. Billy Graham says it this way, if a person gets his attitude towards money straight, it'll help straighten out almost every other area of his life. So we've got to learn how to get our money situated. So it's going to start with this idea of learning how to spend wisely. And in America, and I know we have people from other countries that listen to this and people from very poor areas of the world that listen to this, but so I'm just talking right now about America. Let me say this, in America, let me tell you, we typically do not have an income problem we have a spending problem and we have to learn how to control our spending. That's why I put in there, spend wisely. First John 2, it gives us this challenge. It says, for everything in the world, and then tells us what's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. Your spending decisions, most of the time, that are not wise, are because they're about lust of the flesh. It's It feels good. Lust of the eyes. Oh man, it'll, it looks good. And pride of life. Oh, it'll make me look good. Let me break that down again. Most of your spending decisions that are not wise come because of lust of the flesh. It makes me feel good. Oh, it makes me feel good to have this. Lust of the eyes. Oh man, that looks good. I've got to have that food or I've got to have that um, job or I've got to have that boat. I've got to, it looks good. Or the pride of life. It'll make me look good. It's all about how I look and perception of me. So we create these terrible financial decisions because of all these feelings. And so you've got to learn to be fact based or principle based instead of feelings based when it comes to your money. So here's the question to ask when you're about to spend money. And you're not going to like this question, but you need to write it down. Here it is. Is this a wise financial decision? 
Is this a wise financial decision? Notice I didn't say, can you afford it? Because a lot of you guys can afford it, but it's not wise. And some of you guys can say, well, I can just put it on a credit card. Here's the question. Is it a wise financial decision? You have two kids at home. You're going to eventually have to pay for weddings and college. Is that a wise financial decision? You want to buy a brand new car, even though it's going to depreciate 30% when it drives off the lot. Is it a wise financial decision? Um, You just got married and you're going on a vacation that's going to cost you $10,000 and you only make $30,000 a year. Is that a wise financial decision? You've got to evaluate, are you making wise financial decisions? So here's your practical application for spend wisely is you got to learn how to get on a budget, get on a budget. Now for me personally, I use a Quicken budget. So this is like a software that I downloaded years ago. It's how I do all my finances and there's a budget, but there's actually way easier budget apps out there. So Mint has a great one. You can do good budget. That's an easy hands-on, the envelope system of budgeting, which I'll talk about later, which basically means if you don't have the cash, you don't spend it. Uh, There's an every dollar, which is a simple zero-based budgeting. You've got to get on a budget. And what does a budget do? A budget helps you make financial decisions without emotion. That's what a budget does. It helps you make a financial decision without emotion. So get on a budget and it'll help you spend wisely. Here's the second one, is you gotta get out of debt. Get out of debt. One of the greatest things Katie and I did in our life is right when we got married, and I was making $35,000 a year, barely getting by. She had no job for the first few months while she was graduating nursing school and going into um, into her career. So we were months on just my salary. We had a lot of debt. We had her car loan. Um, which was fifteen plus thousand dollars. We had student loans. Both of us together was probably about fifty thousand dollars, or plus maybe even more than that, about fifty-five thousand. We had some credit card debt, and we had some medical bills. All together, we were a good seventy-five thousand dollars in debt right when we got married. At by the way, twenty-six years old. So what did we have to do? We had to make a decision that we were going to get strategic about getting out of debt. Proverbs 22.7 says the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. That word servant is actually a weak word. The real word is the word slave. You're in bondage and you've got to realize that if you are in debt, something is controlling your life other than God and his plan for you. So you have a master, it's just not Jesus. It might be Visa, it might be uh, Toyota, it might be a Nordstrom, I don't know what it is that you've got that debt in, but it's controlling your life. I met with a couple who really felt God was calling them to plant a church. So I asked them point blank. I said, do you have any debt? And they go, oh man, we have tens of thousands of dollars in debt. I go, well, you can't plant a church. You literally, you can't do it. You can't do what God wants you to do because you have another master. When Katie and I moved to Tampa in 2013, we were totally debt-free. Why? Because we made a point that we were going to live in such a way for a short amount of time that was very restrictive. And we put pretty much all of her salary for a couple years towards debt. And what did that do? It freed us up to be able to do what God wants us to do. A lot of you guys, you can't have that child because you can't afford it right now. Why does that? You have another master. You you wanna give generously, you can't even give generously. Because why? Because you're strapped in the debt. 
Learn how to get out of debt. So let me give you some financial wisdom to living debt-free that I think will help you. Uh, Here's the first one. It's don't buy now and pay later. Never buy now and pay later. This is going to be music to some people's ears and some people it's going to be like fresh revelation. You never get in one of those places you go, oh, it's no problem. There's no payments for the next 36 months. They'll get you with that. And what happens is, is you're racking up interest after interest after interest and you have no clue. Those places are making tons of cash off of your debt. So this culture is so much about instant gratification. Get it now. Here's advice for you. Buy it when you have the cash in the bank. I have no problem putting something on a credit card. Get the rewards. But in my now, you know, 11 years of marriage, Katie and I have never had one interest payment on our credit card. Why? As soon as we paid it off when we got married, we made a point that we were never going to put something on there that we didn't have the cash in the bank to take care of right then. What does that do? It shows me if I can't pay for it right now, I'm not going to buy it. I'm going to learn to say no. I don't know where you're at listening to this. Just say it out loud. No, no. I'm not going to upgrade that that um, flight. I know I know it's only $20 to go to that next seat up, but I'm not going to do it because I listen because I can't afford it right now. I'm going to learn to say no. I'm going to say no to the vacation. I'm going to say no to the nicer car. I'm going to say no to getting my nails done every single week. I'm going to say no to like three rounds of golf a week. I'm going to say no now so that I can eventually say yes later. So never buy now and pay later. Here's the second one is pray before you pay. Pray before you pay. How do you do this? You make a decision to say, I'm not getting into debt. I'm going to pray about my financial decisions. This will keep you out of debt. So if it's under $100, pray for a day. $100 to $1,000, pray for a week. Over $1,000, pray for a month. Put it on the shelf and say, I'm going to pray about that thing. It'll keep you from getting into debt. Third thing you need to do is if you want to get out of debt, you need to create margin to eliminate the debt and start saving, start investing. So you've got to learn how to create some margin to eliminate the debt. Because a lot of you guys are going, I just don't know how to get the debt out of my life. So let me give you some ways because there's ways that you can eliminate debt from your life. You have to put on, and I think the best solution, and Dave Ramsey has coined it, and it's called the snowball effect. What is it? It's taking an extra $200 a month, Take your smallest debt that you start with and you're going to add it onto that. And once you pay that off, you're going to take the money you were paying towards your smallest debt and the money, that $200 a month, and put it on your next smallest debt. And then keep going, keep going, keep going until you're totally debt-free other than your mortgage. That's how you should live. So you go, Aaron, how am I going to find an extra couple hundred dollars? Uh, Here's how. Let me give you 10 ways. 10 ways. And one of these will help you. Um, Cut coupons. Couponing is still a thing. Actually, it's easier now than ever before because you can Google coupons. So get a coupon. Uh, Here's the next one. Buy used clothing. You don't have to buy the newest thing. Go to consignment clothing. If you like name brand, go to consignment stores. They'll be your best friends. Thrift stores. Find some time to sacrifice. Here's another one. Eliminate some streaming services. You've got eight of them. You don't need eight streaming services. Get one or two. Delete the rest. You'll be shocked at how many subscriptions you have right now that if you'll remove them, you'll find some extra cash. Here's the fourth one. Uh, eat at home. Ooh, that one's tough to hear. People don't like that. They like the idea, I just want to go out to eat. You can go out to eat all you want when you get out of debt. Take some time to eat at home. Here's another one. Uh, create a meal plan. 
This is so important. There are so many studies that show that when you meal prep, you save money. So what are you doing? You're making your meals throughout the week. You're eating them out. You're, you're packing a lunch uh, to go to work. What is it going to do? It's going to help you learn to stop spending money out. Here's the next one. Fancy, cancel your fancy coffee. Some of you guys, you're in Starbucks every single day. If you go to Starbucks 30 days a month at $5 a drink, which is actually kind of low these days, then you've spent $150 that month just on Starbucks. That is ridiculous. Get a Make a decision to cancel your coffee. Make your coffee at home. And do this for a while and get out of debt. Uh, here's another one. I said, I said, sell your cat. Okay, that's not a real one. You know, I just always have to make cat jokes, right? But the idea of it is, is find stuff around the house you can sell. All right, here's one more. Uh, order groceries online. This is so huge. Uh, and do it where you pick them up. So we've started doing this. It saves us a lot of money. Because when you get groceries delivered, you actually have a bunch of upcharges. When you go into the grocery store and you just start picking things out, you actually spend way more money than you need to spend. So order your groceries online so you don't have that compulsive spending. Uh, get cheaper or free hobbies. Um, your kids don't have to be at Disney. They don't have to be at a water park. You know what they can do? They can go to a regular park. That's a really good thing. Get a, get a hobby where they go to a park. Um, find, go to the beach. It's free. Find ways to have it cheaper or free hobbies. Uh, share a car. I actually challenged our staff with this one and a couple of them sold their car. They're like, we're just going to share a car for a little bit and save some money and get out of debt. Do some extreme things. Here's the last one. Pick up a side hustle. Find a little side hustle that you can pick up on the side. Uh, for me, I, would, I, I owned a little business on the side that I didn't make any money from, so I'd work some extra hours to make some cash. I ended up buying and selling some cars, took that money, put it towards uh, the debt, found ways to get myself out of debt quickly, do a little side hustle. All right, so three things. You're going to spend wisely, you're going to get out of debt, and the third one is you're going to invest early. Invest early. It is Albert Einstein that said that compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. What does that mean? It means when you learn to invest early, you start as early as possible investing money. When that starts compounding interest every single year, what happens is phenomenal. Yeah, let me give you a little stats on this. If you're 22 years old and you invest only $200 a month, starting at 22 years old, then by the time you retire, you will have $1.2 million. Now, if you're 30 years old, investing $200 a month, by the time you retire, you will have only $600,000. So what is that? That's a difference of eight years of, in, uh, of investing, but it's a difference of over $600,000 in interest coming in. It's only about $20,000 more that you've actually invested. But what did you do? You had so much more interest because you did it early. Uh, I think this is so crazy. If you invest it $500 a month, you have $3 million in retirement at 22 years old, starting at 22. At 30 years old, you invest $500 a month, you have $1.5 in, in retirement. What does that show us? It shows us that it's possible for you to retire well. You just got to start investing early. Proverbs says it this way. A wise man thinks ahead. A fool doesn't and even brags about it. Says things like, YOLO, it's okay, we only live once. 
What a dumb statement. One day, someone's going to have to take care of you because in your 20s, you didn't start your IRA or your, your Roth or you didn't start your retirement program. Start it early, even if it's just a little bit. It will make a difference. So uh, Proverbs 21.20 says, The wise store up choice food of all, and olive oil, but the fool's gulps theirs down. It's, I got to have all this right now. No, make a decision. Start early. And I'll tell you, that really helped me a lot. Um, I'm excited that around sometime in my mid-50s where I won't have to take a paycheck anymore. Why? Because I'm, I'm, I've am i been starting early, early in my 20s to do this. So I, I'm not have to be a burden to anybody. I'll be taken care of. My wife will be taken care of. Our kids, they're on their own. But my wife and I are taken care of. So what does that show us? We started early. Here's the second part about investing early is you need to hire a professional. Hire a professional. Proverbs says, Plans fail for lack of counsel, but many advisors, they succeed. So you need a professional in this. And I'm telling you, I'm so grateful that right when I got my first full-time job, I had a little a guy that went to school with me, reached out to me and said, hey, I'll, I'll be your financial planner. I was like, I don't have barely any money. He said, no, start where you're at, start young. And that professional helped me through. So you want to make sure that you find a professional that'll help you Put some money in a retirement account, a 401k or a 403b. Find some plan, uh, either a traditional or a Roth option for your uh, retirement. You want to find a way that someone will help you take advantage of tax advantages, um, different insurances you need. Learn to get a professional, someone you really can trust to help you with your finances. Don't do it on your own. By the way, Robinhood is not your investment strategy. That's fun. That's like money. If you blow it, you blow it. It's fine. Your investment strategy is with a good mutual fund, a good solid plan that over decades will grow into something substantial. Here's the last one. Okay. So I said invest early. So you're going to start as early as possible. You're going to hire a professional. And the last thing about investing is don't rely on the government. Don't rely on the government. You're not going to get to a place at 67 years old where the government's like, okay, we're glad you're here. We've been waiting for you. We're going to take care of you. Don't rely on it. There's a lot of people that are being raised up to think that the government is going to help them one day and Social Security is going to take over and it's all going to be good. Nope. I'm telling you, you need an investment strategy because there's a good chance that money is not going to be there. Don't rely on the government. And let me just tell you, even if the government was going to take care of you, wouldn't you want to leave something for your kids, for your grandkids? Leave a legacy. Leave an inheritance. Proverbs says it this way. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Find a way to be a blessing to that next generation. And you go, well, my kids don't need it. Then give it to your church. Give it to a local charity. Find a way to leave a legacy financially by investing early. Three financial decisions every leader needs. What are you going to do? You're going to spend wisely. You're going to get out of debt and you're going to invest early. Say it with me. You're going to spend wisely, get out of debt, invest early. I hope this has been helpful for you. I'm telling you, you start this now, it'll change your life because there ain't no freedom like financial freedom. So I hope this has helped you. I love being with you every single month. We will see you next month for Made for More. 